G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly show this week. Um, we've got some great songs to talk about this week. It's um, They've all been coming quite thick and fast in December. Yeah, I know. Great timing to get some songs, get something to sink our teeth into. Yeah, uh, it is good timing. They've just kind of all come at once recently, you know, with Israel and Estonia and France. So it's been um, very busy uh, time for, for us and for the team, hasn't it? Certainly has. Lots to listen to. Always love listening to the new songs and giving them a bit of a rank and Perhaps we've got a uh, potential Eurovision winner out there already. Oh, well, that's a big call. We'll see. Yeah. if they, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about that soon. Mm. Um, but before we get to the songs, we also had some news out from France. Obviously, they gave us their songs this week, which we're going to talk about. But also the news that they'll be hosting Junior Eurovision 2021. Yeah, dropped that news the same day they did drop the songs. Interesting choice. But uh, obviously the winners have decided they will take up the hosting. Great. Probably been a long time since we've seen a Eurovision competition in France, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, they won Eurovision in 77. They hosted in France in 78. So it's understandable they would like to host the competition. <laughs> so I think all the power to them. They've been very serious on Junior. And I think they'll put together a really good contest next year, however it is. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt they will put on a good show, France. Well, obviously, it wasn't just about the Junior Eurovision announcement. They did release the songs for their national final, 12 artists and songs, Michael, for Eurovision, You Decide, I'm going to call it, because I'm not going to... Eurovision France, You Decide. What's it really called, Dale? Come on. I can't do it. Well, you don't speak French? No. Do you let the funky music do the talking, talking? (laughs) Um, oh, we had to get no, that one yeah. off our chest nice quickly. girls aloud fans you'll know what that's <laughs> referencing but um yes it is you decide now the Aussie vision team as mentioned before did do the votes and we're going to run through the top three today now let's start with number three it's LMK with magic LMK, yeah, interesting one. Um, she actually studied the harp at a conservatory, um, but her preferred genre is dancehall reggae. <laughs> I don't know how that leap happened, but it's come out strong for the team. She's finished third. Um, what do you like? What are the positives on this song, Michael? Well, I'm kind of in agreement with the uh, team on this one. I personally gave this my second favourite. And um, look, there's so much to like about this one. For example, I really do love the R&B elements in this. I think that they really, really something that really grabs me and i'm engaged from start to finish of this song now on a musical sense i'm Mm. also absolutely engaged with her she is amazing even in that little preview clip she is sassy she is expressive and she is performing so i think for me there's a lot to like about this one I, I agree. First thing I had written down was her. She's really, I really, really, really like her. Um, what I like about this is that it's really modern, and I do think it represents part of the French music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's been great about these 12 songs is they've really reacted to last year's debacle mm-hmm. of doing internal selection and getting um, a very Western, very non-French sounding song and they've got complete opposite and this is a good representation of it as well um, yeah look I, I think it's I think it's it's good it's catchy that little chorus part it stays in your head mm. um, you can't hop, help singing that afterwards True. and I think 
if it all comes together, it could be a really compelling little performance. Yeah, she's got some staging potential and opportunity in this one as well. Yeah, for sure. What about some of the potential console downsides? Look, I'm not sure this is a competition song, to be honest. Um, And around the bridge area there, it does get a little messy. You know, I mean... French in general is wordy. Mm. French rapping is even wordier. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really, there's no opportunity for her to show any real vocal range. True. It is about a rap. So for me, there is probably a lack of maybe jury appeal in this one. Um, I guess we will talk about the chorus because it sounds very familiar to me, Dale. Oh, I've got to jump in on this one. <laughs> um, this this chorus part is uh, a, a complete rip of, of 1995 Diana uh, King's classic uh, song, Shy Guy. Mm. Um, it, it sounds so familiar, um, bordering on, I'm not going to use the P word here, oh but... You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was to be successful. There might be some copyright lawyers coming uh, LMK's way. Um, I've heard things sound less the same and be caught up in this kind of storm. So there's a reason it's catchy because it's been done before very successfully. I could not get that out of my head. And that's why, even though I really enjoyed it, and I think it's only one part of the song, Mm -hmm. and I think she still has her individual stamp on it. It, I couldn't rate this high because of that, because I was really drawn to a part that I've heard before. Yeah, even on first uh, listen, I was like, whoa, whoa, I've heard Yeah, this. what is that song? I've yeah. heard this chorus before. So, yeah, possible little uh, stumbling block coming up with that one. Yeah, and I agree with you, live, it could be uh, a little tricky to pull it off completely. So there, there might not be the only uh, factor there to be its downfall, potentially. But as long as she brings the sass on that stage, I will be very happy. So let's go to our number two song. This is Pony X with Amor Fu. The description of this artist is it's Clarence and a pony DJ. <laughs> it's how they've actually announced it there. I mean, Clarence um, himself is from Martinique, oh, wow. um, spent some time in America, but came back to France. He's done a bit of work um, already in France as well, but they've come together as this duo. Yes, my favorite equine entry so far this year, Dale, I will say. <laughs> Lot so much to love about this song. In fact, I rated this one first for me out of the uh, selection. This is fresh, it is modern, it's catchy, and it's got impact. It is one, you know, pony heads excluded. Mm. It's still something you're going to remember because it is just so unique in this selection as well. Um, glad you mentioned his name, Clarence, because he caught me in Mm. the eye of me straight away this guy is a front man he is like even in that preview video the level of showmanship and 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 performance that even just swagger that he put into that was fantastic i'm really 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 looking forward to what this guy can bring on stage as well as his 
pony friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy that little sort of 60s swing element that mm. the, uh, the pony has brought to the, to the table there. And uh, again, staging potential, staging potential on this one. Love, love, love. Yeah, I've I've got down. I think him as well. He he can sing. He seems like a really good performer. I took me a while to notice the pony head because I was actually focused on him performing. Okay. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't know what was going you didn't on. Notice a horse's head in the corner of the screen. <laughs> well, just not straight away. I might have taken me a few seconds, obviously. But he was he's really really good. I think I agree with you. There's this like '60s almost like pop rocky kind of thing going on with this also more modern dance EDM kind of style. Mm comes into it and particularly that last minute it really really flows into something quite big but you're not waiting to get there yeah like it's good the whole way out it has some moments and like i don't think lmk maybe had the moments this one does Mm -hmm. that last 30 seconds particularly he's just gonna smash that out and you've got the novelty factor of the pony head like Mm -hmm. everyone remembers the song but then it's not novelty. They go, ah, oh, the pony one. But actually, it's a really good song. And it's pretty much seen all the comments and all the tweets I've seen has been pretty much that. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about the downsides for the song? The pony hit? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that one. Look, this is not everybody's cup of tea, this genre of music. True. Okay. So it's, it's going to be a certain market for this one, maybe not the mass market. I also worry about jury appeal in this one as far as sophistication of the song, songwriting, etc. Again, we have a vocalist that probably doesn't go through a massive range. I think he does. Did you? Did, what did you think of his voice, actually, Dale? I mean, what? I, I don't know. I thought he may have been a little hoarse. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh, no. But, You're no, the con of this so far. <laughs> um, look... It, he, I thought that the vocal was very <laughs> adequate without being something that I think is going to grab jury uh, members' votes completely. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not hitting some giant note, mm. but I think he his voice suits it really well. And also, we haven't heard the proper live, so yeah, exactly. I, I still think it's going to be quite good. Any other negatives? Yeah, the pony head. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, as much as I like it, and I found it quite amusing or whatever, I don't know if they're going to use that in the stage, the actual live performance. It could be a distraction, Dale. Mm. And I think we saw from, for example, last year with Montaigne, a lot of people just sat there for three minutes going, why is she dressed as a clown? Why is she dressed as a clown? And yeah, not, true, actually, true, not actually taking in the song. So yeah. as long as people don't go, why has a guy got a pony head on? Why has a guy got a pony head on? You know, it, it could be a double-edged sword. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down here on the pros, like novelty in inverted commas, but also wrote on the negative. I do agree. It can take away sometimes. Um, also, how are they going to do it? Is he going to wear like a head like, this, you know, um, Deharge's skeletons? <laughs> Is it going to be an actual head? Are they going to superimpose it? The emoji head. That yeah, like how would they do that? Because if you're there, you're going to see it. But anyway, that, enough of the logistics of the horse head. Um, I think also like it uses a bit of English in there quite a lot. and. True. Sometimes the French, probably more than a lot of the other songs. And as much as that can be accessible, sometimes we know how the French feel about the English Mm. language and that could be a a downfall as well. But I guess overall, maybe um, it doesn't have a wow factor that maybe some other ones, even though I think it has moments, maybe the moments aren't as big or as emotive um, as the other ones. I couldn't say this is an emotive song. It makes you feel anything except just some joy. Joy and dance. Yeah. Yeah. They're emotions. Not a dance, but you know. (laughs) Right, well, that means we're going to go on to our winner here. It is Barbara Pravi with Voila.
Sarah is an interesting one um, of Serbian and Iranian heritage. She's actually quite a well-known songwriter in France already. She has also had a connection to Eurovision, being behind Bim Bam Toi and J'imagine of the last couple of junior Eurovision entries, and we saw how well they did. She's also written for Shimon Badi, who was in Destination Eurovision a couple of years ago. So she's got some chops behind her, um, but she's out on her own for this one, um, and it's grabbed the attention of the AussieVision crew and fans alike. What are the positives, Michael, on this for you? Well, after, as we already touched on last year's debacle and criticism of not being a French song, wow, this one certainly (laughs) is French. (laughs) It's on the other end of the spectrum, isn't it? Unmistakably French in its flavour in this one. I also say it's very dramatic and it is uh, something that will evoke emotion. Uh, So, yeah, definitely got that. And, you know, I I can't imagine she's going to have too much of a trouble uh, delivering a vocal here that's going to suit the song and catch people's attention. Yeah, like she's she's the star of this. Um, The way she performs, Mm. even if you don't like love this style, this song and her performance stays with you. Um, I I just was blown away by her performance and something like that, and I can't wait to see a live where I think the emotion will come through a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what they've done well with Junior Eurovision have has done very... Don't be wordy, 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 and have something that people can catch onto and be accessible. And even though this is dripping in garlic and onion and baguettes... Um, the repeating of voila, voila, voila is something you're going to remember. You may not all everyone love it, but you're not going to go, oh, look at Requiem, how wordy that was and all over the shop. This Mm -hmm. is clear. You know what the song is. You know what it stands for. And that's what they've done well at Junior. Simple, repetitive, don't go over the top. And this does it well with a great um, performance from her. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. I will agree with that. Okay, good. Should we touch on what we think could be some cons or some negatives on this one? Yes, definitely. As far as staging-wise on this, I'll be honest, what can you do? She has to stand there and deliver the song. Mm. That's what it's going to be. So it's pretty limited in its choice of presentation. As long as she she has to emote it, she has to really capture your attention because she's going to be the only element in this possibly and have that focus. Uh, For me personally, I'm not a big fan of this style of song. It is a little old-fashioned for me. A little. A little. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, and let's be honest, we have seen this before. So as far as originality score goes, that's pretty low for me. And I'm going to say this. I question whether the French fans want to send this kind of song. We saw with Simone in her uh, national final, mm. you know, it came third in the televote. Didn't mm. even come second. Mm. It seemed to be far more popular with the international fans, which carried her to the OJ second chance win, but not so much with the domestic fans. So... Maybe even French fans think this might be a little old-fashioned and maybe a little cliche. No, fair enough. It's a good point. Um, I think it's... Yeah, where do you go with this in terms of it it being quite... It is what... I think the negatives are so clear. Mm-hmm. It is a stereotype. It's been done a million times before. Everything you've just said there. Um, the only thing I'm probably going to do is try and counter that because I'm agreeing with all your criticisms. I don't really have anything else to add. Okay. Is that, you know, Patricia... Um, Cass, yep. 2009. To me, this is we're in a similar vein. Mm-hmm. That and got, she could come off as a low-rent Patricia Cass, you know what I mean? Which is not a bad thing. That <laughs> came top 10 in an amazing year of 2009. Um, as much as Destination Eurovision has been great, they haven't had good results out of this. Uh, they haven't really sent anything French. Um, they've almost tried to appeal to both sides 
and not quite got it right mm-hmm. and sat in the middle and you may as well you've gone one end of the spectrum here and I think it's going to be memorable you rank this third and you don't even like the style this much yeah because you can see there's quality in this this yeah. is very very good you won't forget it at the end of the 26 exactly. songs I don't think and I think it'll some jury will love it and I think some fans will love it and I think it's actually better than maybe sending something a bit mid-range and I don't see anything in this 12 that screams maybe the pony song I don't think anything else screams like I'm going to grab a huge result here for France yeah good quality 12 songs but I don't see a standout to me this is the standout even though I ranked it third to me, this is the song you should probably send if you want a decent result. I will agree with that. From the 12 songs, probably after the top three or four, it kind of falls off a little bit in quality, but they're all still pretty good. Yeah, it's a great so mix. It is a good mix. So, look, it wouldn't surprise me if they sent this, but I wouldn't fall off my chair if they didn't. Yeah, I, it's it a really way. good point about the domestic market, actually. I, I think that's a really, really, really good point. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Really looking forward to it because uh, the French always do a good national final and I think they have got a good bunch of songs here. Yeah, it's due to take place in January. We don't know the exact dates yet. There are going to be doing some little... Um, introductions to the artists from december 16th on french tv so we'll see how that goes nice well done france right let's move on to estonia mm-hmm. um we gave you details last week about the estonian national final mm-hmm. um but we hadn't ranked the songs yet because it just come out that day and there was 24 but we've done the ranks now haven't we michael we certainly have the 13th edition of istilal will take place in february for the semi-finals with the 18th and 20th and then we'll be back for the 6th of March for the final. 24 entries, as he said. 23, because one spot was reserved for Uku Suiste, who didn't go to Eurovision last year. So he's in the mix. Yes, I mean, different song, obviously. Obviously. So 24. Um, <laughs> yeah, so well, without further ado, let's crack on and get to third place, shall we? Let's do it. All right, it is Sissy with Time. Sissy, as some may remember from a couple of years ago in East Delau, she competed in 2019. Um, she finished fourth, mm. just missing the golden final on tiebreak to a certain Victor Kroner, yeah. who went on and won it. He, she nearly took him out, and it would have been very different. We probably would have had Uku Saviste go through, actually, mm. instead. So she did really well, fourth place. And she's also the daughter of Dave Benton, who won Eurovision for Estonia back in the early 2000s as well. So, um, but a great artist in her own right. What do you think of this song, Michael? Well, she's back, and I think she's back better than the last one. Much, much better. This actually was uh, my number one rank for the entire uh, selection. Look, I love the driving beat that really underpins this song. But somehow it still allows the song to have those peaks and troughs that I think you need in order to capture things like jury vote and also keep the song interesting as well. I enjoy the progression throughout the song. I think we start with a very exposed vocal and we kind of end with a rousing kind of almost gospel choral kind Mm. of uh, pop ending towards the end there as well. I find it really catchy of all the 24 songs in this one. This really stuck with me and it sticks in my head. I know how it goes. I could recite it right now, which I won't. But um, yeah, this, this really stood out. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, she can sing. She's great. She proved that last time. I think she'll be better for the experience. Mm -hmm. And I agree, this is a much better overall package compared to what she had a couple of years ago. Um, I I do, I just, I stay with me. Uh, The Mm -hmm. same thing. I had to probably revisit a couple of the other songs in here to just remember them a bit more, even though I was uh, captured by it. This stayed with me. She's going to do a great performance. Gospel has been in and does well traditionally with juries. I think there's a lot to like about this. There's great moments to work with towards the end to give a great performance overall. And I think this is a really tidy package. So I pretty much agree with everything you just said. You're agreeing with me today. I know, I know, I know, I know. But what about downsides? We may disagree a bit more here. Look, I I just hope as far as the staging and the performance goes, she can really bring out the full potential of this with limited amount of people on the stage. Because, I mean, if you see the video, whatever, it's great, it works because she's got quite a lot of people. And it's, for me, it's a song that lends itself to a visual kind of with more people. Obviously, with recorded backing in the competition this year, if it was to get the ticket, we don't have to worry about having six people sing a gospel choir or whatever. Mm. So we've got that covered. But I just want to see it live, fill the stage and bring the real potential out. Yeah, I think th- this gospel chorusy type of song has always done well with juries recently hasn't always translated into great televotes um it, it's kind of you know look at cesar look at isaiah uh move from mama's last year is probably one where but i don't think it was a little bit different i think in that way as well and they had themselves to carry it off i think she didn't do great with the public vote last time i think this is an elevation of the song but it's still gonna i think struggle unless they can really make that staging pop out um i also think um she's just got opponents in this that are a lot more popular i think with estonians generally and i think that's going to be a big thing to overcome and essentially when it comes to a public vote which it always does with estonia unless she smashes the house down with this i'm not sure it stands up enough to be able to take out a title, but God, what a great entry. Yeah, I, I really like her, and I'd like to, if she doesn't get to go this year, I'd love her to keep coming back because I think she'd be a great representative for, for Estonia. I totally agree with that. All right, well, let's move on to second place. It is Koit Tum with We Could Have Been Beautiful. He needs no introduction. Uh, has competed at Eurovision two times, famously in 2017 with Verona. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, with anyone who's listened to us, Michael, I'm, I pretty much try and mention it about every three episodes. Um, non-qualifiers uh, in, in 2017, but also he competed back in 1998, uh, where he finished in 12th place. Um, yeah, he's 41 years old. He's back again. Pros on this song, Michael. Well, he's experienced. That's one of my big ones. We know this guy can produce and can produce an excellent live vocal. So tick, massive tick there. And he's given himself a bit with this because this song, he's going to have to perform and sing this really well. He does cover a lot of range in this, mm. but I'm confident he can do it. Um, 
and there's a really good opportunity to really show off his vocal because he's probably going to be out of the top contenders the best vocalist in the competition mm. this is a good solid modern ballad and let's face it, I know you love Verona, but it wasn't the most modern kind of music, Dale. Uh, well, you, I'm not going to disagree there. No way. So it's nice to see him come back with something that is a little more modern that he can showcase himself with, I think, on that one. Yeah, look, I think, um, yeah, he's experienced. I got that down as well. He's There's emotion in this song that comes through. I think it's really showing off. He's a good songwriter. He's a great musician. And I think because Verona was seen as a bit dated and cheesy, this is his opportunity to come back, mm-hmm. sing and showcase himself. I think also vocally he struggled at times with Verona because it was kind of frenetic, um, trying to hit those high notes and smash it out. And it was all solid. But I think this one is where he can do it really well. But he's going to have to because it's all relying on him smashing that out. Because I think it's, again, a solid ballad. I think it's well done and it does have some moments and it can really shine. And that's my positives. Fair enough. Let's yeah. talk about some possible negatives, shall we? Yes, you go for it. We always keep saying solid with this one. It's not outstanding, the song. I'm sorry. For me anyway, it, I just find it solid. And to be honest, it doesn't really stick with me. Uh, I, I enjoy it when I listen to it and it's on, but once it's finished, it sort of like goes out the memory. And as a song-wise, I don't know if juries are going to be blown away with it. Vocal-wise, you probably will be, but um, yeah, it just doesn't stick with me. It's good, it's solid, it's not great. Yeah, I've got stickability, question mark, same. I'm even now struggling to remember yep. how this went. I've listened to it a lot. <laughs> we just listened to it about 10 minutes before here. Yep. Every time I watch I'm like, that's really good. And then it just leaves my mind completely. Mm-hmm. Where Sissy, we just talked about before, doesn't. It just totally stays with me. Um, there's a lot riding on him being able to do this performance 100% accurate. And, oof, you know, that's he can't miss one little bit there. Um, I, do, I don't actually think it's that modern. I think elements of the production are, but the song mm-hmm. itself, yeah, you know, it's... It, it could have been written 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean, there's a timeless factor, I guess, of something like that. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say, compared to a lot of the other songs in here, which are far more modern and contemporary, um, that it, it just doesn't have it have it there as well. And also, he's up against another gentleman around his age who's very popular with the public um, with a very different song, which, does, which we'll talk probably about that one mm-hmm. um, and I think that's to me is a big a big negative I think it's a bit of a head to head and I think in a lot of elements he comes off second okay fair enough yeah. mm. right well let's go on to our winner may have given a little clue there <laughs> it is Uku Saviste with The Lucky One Well, of course, Uku won last year's Isti Lao with What Love Is. He had finished second the year before. We also mentioned that earlier with Pretty Little Liar. Mm. Um, it's his fourth attempt. He did compete as well in 2017, but went out in the semi. So he is well known in Estonia. Won the televote last year in a landslide. And he's back with the same songwriter as What Love Is, Sharon Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of this? What are the positives for you? Well, first positive and it's going to happen to a lot of these returning performers. 
it's a step up from last year. So that's the best thing. If you're going to return, you better return with a better song. And this one, I think, is marginally a better song than last <laughs> year. It also feels like it's a natural progression from last year's entry. So he's not going to be alienating the fans that got him there. Because this, if you like last year uh, and what love is, I think you're going to like this one as well. So you've kind of, you played to your base, you played to your strengths, well done. There's some good production in this, um, maybe even a little bit overproduced, but there is some good production in this and it probably has the general polish that some of the others don't have, in a studio version at least. And um, look, he sticks with what he does he's capable of vocal wise i think he's not going he's not the biggest vocalist in the world we know that he's competent and, and quite good but he's again he's stuck to what he's good at and i guess for me like the general goodwill that he's going to have behind him i mean this guy was robbed of his moment on the stage like he already won a televote last year in a landslide surely they're going to be coming for him again this year yeah i agree i think the big, the one big positive him on an artist is he's very popular this is better overall as an overall package um and as long as it was solid um and nothing else was coming for it and really standing out and i just don't think there is anything mm. else and it's shown in the voting because remember in the aussie vision in the eurovision rankings this was like near the bottom so it's not like the aussie vision team love ukusaviste there might be a couple of us who are big fans um but i had him in the top 10 last year um <laughs> but most people didn't so they've come back and said you know what this is the best overall package out of the easty lao songs mm-hmm. um and so because of that um he's standing out he won our rankings by over 20 points yeah. really comfortably uh i totally agree he's kept into the same vein as the last couple of songs these softly kind of spoken verses and not having to really do a lot there and then boom hit out with some a big chorus that you remember and then have a big finish at the end with one big note that he can hit and practice forever to make sure he hits it um that is the uku formula he's done it again but with much better production agree gives me a little bit of the weekend um vibes nowhere near as good let's be honest (laughs) but the same type of production that 80s throwback but sounding quite modern as well and i think that will give him more jury than he probably had last year. And with a good telly vote, I think he's almost home. Yeah, it'd be pretty hard to toss on this one, I would imagine. Yeah. What about the negatives? Yeah, it, it is a progression, definitely, from last year's entry. But really, it's the same sort of stuff, isn't it? So he was kind of criticised for being a little basic last year. His song, this one really is just an overproduced kind of version of last year's a bit. So if you didn't like What Love Is, you're probably not going to be fawning over this one. So yes, he's played to the base, but I can't see him picking up too many new fans. Yeah, I do think this is actually overproduced. Um, it's There's a lot going on at points. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a wow factor for me, and I actually think we'll work live better, but it is it is certainly overproduced, I think. Um, I there's He's left himself a little bit open there for someone to come in and maybe blow away with an incredible vocal where he can be beaten on. But overall, look, there's not much negatives in terms of, I think, Easty Lau and the package that he's put together. I think, yeah, look, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But in the realm of Easty Lau and booking his ticket again, he's probably executed to the best that they can. This is about as 100%, I think, of what Uku and his team can put together to win um, Easty and then go to Eurovision. Eurovision is another matter. Yep. But um, for Easty, I think this is this ticks all the boxes. The formula worked last year. They've kind of stuck to the formula, so I would pretty much put your house on him going <laughs> yeah well you never know though there's always surprises i didn't expect him to win last year and you never know what could happen this year mm, true 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 true
Now, I was going to say all the team rankings on the Estonian songs are on our website. Liv's popped together an article there so you can see the entire ranking of all 24 songs. Have we done all 24? All 24 songs are there and you can see the robbed Haleza and her song Six, not in the top three, but did pretty well. And um, also the French songs, as we mentioned before, we'll have an article out in the next couple of days of the full rankings and comments. And you can see where my favorite from... Terence James. Did the, you put that number one? Yeah, I did. Oh, Dale. The Scottish performer and <laughs> where he ended up finish. Um, so, yeah, it should be an interesting one. Check out AussieVision.net during the week or follow our socials. So it wasn't the only national final news we had this week, Michael. Norway, Melody Grand Prix, one of our favourites from last year. Well, it was certainly in, in, well, interesting. <laughs> well, you remember all the semifinals. It was a bit of a marathon, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, they've announced this year how they're going to run the 2021. They just announced during the week. The semifinals are all back again. Oh, okay. We're going. Same format. Off we go. So, yes, it starts on January 16th. We've got five semifinals going all the way up to the grand final. We've got the six pre-qualified artists again for the grand final like they did last year. Okay. So it's all very much the same. Uh, I haven't released all the exact details about the head-to-head battles. It's going to be online voting again. Oh, God. (laughs) They have assured everyone there's more backup options if things go wrong. It's sturdier than last year. And you know what? In a national final season where we don't have a lot, I'm actually here for the week-in, week-out Norway endlessness. Likewise, likewise. I guess the only criticism I had of that last year from Norway was I felt they started very strongly and it kind of fizzled out as the as the, the semifinals come along. So, you know, just make sure that, that the, the semifinal five, is it, is just as strong as semifinal one. That's all I want. Yep. No, that's no, all I want. I, I think that's quite good. They have introduced one feature which might keep us remembering the early ones. And I think this is really good. They're introducing a wild card. So for anyone who lost out in the early semifinals, there'll be a chance to be voted back into the grand final. Oh, that's a really good one. Because that is good. we lost some great things like How About Mars, Lisa yes. Barud. They mm-hmm. went really early in a tough head-to-head battle. And sometimes they probably deserve their place in the grand final when they were superior to some of the grand finalists, I thought. Yeah. No, that's good. That's I like that idea. A little bit of a wild card. That's good. So you're going to keep remembering. You're going to come back. And it might keep it going a, a little bit stronger there as well so let's look at the week ahead now uh, a few announcements are coming out during the week mm-hmm. on tuesday the 15th in europe croatia will uh, announce the artist for dora their national final always popular dora yeah it's always an interesting one isn't it so Indeed. that should be good um on the 17th sanremo the famous song festival will reveal the artist there's been a lot of rumors about who's going to perform some big names being thrown around like annalisa Ooh, i know um diodato the question mark is he coming back is he not coming back will be just will be worked out this week hopefully they'll figure out when they're going to hold it <laughs> yeah as well because and if there's may... an audience and all yeah. that kind of stuff uh, obviously you know with eurovision being in uh needing to be solidified by march as far as contestants there could be a chance that Saremo may be held later, and therefore it won't be the selection process, but it will all depend when Saremo takes place. Yeah, it's <laughs> Italy being messy? Who would have thought? <laughs> um, talking about messy, we've also got Festivalia Cungas, the first national final of the year, is taking place this week. Okay, when, Dale? We don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope the artists do. I don't know if they know. Albania doesn't know what they're doing oh yet, I don't God. think. We're less than a week out and we don't have firm dates. Yeah, so look, we know it's going to... Well, we knew it was 17th to the 23rd area, but dates I've heard, well, we've seen so far, is either the first two nights, the 16th and 17th, with the final on the 18th. Mm. We've also heard and seen 17th, 18th, and the final on the 19th. Wow. So we don't have clarification. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be the following week. Um, but right now, we will let you know. Um, we're presuming it'll be all done by the time we come back next week. Yes. But just keep up with our socials and our sites and everything else out there, and we'll let you know all the details and the Australian times for you, you Aussie people to know when um, you can watch it and how. We do love Vic. It is fantastic. You've got to watch it. If you've not watched it, you have to. It's it's something else. And as you can already tell, the fact we don't even have dates yet pretty much sums up what we're going to expect from the show in some ways. I think I love it. Um, and then also, um, coming up on Saturday the 19th, is Eurovision again, the wonderful um, project that's been going throughout this year. Um, now, this time it's going to be, rather than showing an old uh, song contest it's going to be a non-qualifiers edition yeah fantastic and people have voted I believe and then their non-qualifiers will uh, be presented yeah so people have been voting on Instagram there's been some other ways that they've been trying to find out about it all mm. and we'll have the songs one song per country and we'll get to vote and watch them and have their chance to take out a title when they didn't get to compete in the first one in their first grand final so and it should be great that's going to take place Sunday morning here in Australia will it? that will be Sunday morning here in Australia I, my first day of my annual leave Dale so I will be joining the crew and watching that one live. Yeah, that's a, that should be um, awesome. And it's been such a great project uh, this year. Big hats off to Rob Holly, who's put a lot together. And the EBU have made it, as well as Ellie and a lot of the other people on the team. They've done such a great job to keep the fans occupied during 2020. Yeah, yeah great collaboration. Well done, guys. All right, that's it for the show this week, Michael. That's it. Well, big thanks to um, some of our researchers from Aussie Vision this week. We had Alice Collette, Steve Garner with his French language skills was very much in demand this week, <laughs> and Liv Webster as well. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Right, I'm Dale Roberts. And I'm Mike Jones. And you can follow us at Aussie Vision Net on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you later. 